All right, here we go. Hey, everybody, that was probably really loud in your ears because I was just yelling, but welcome back to the HC Conversations podcast or show or whatever we're calling this thing as we've got audio, we've got video. However you are joining us, um, we're really excited that you are here with us today, so thank you so much for that. Uh, we've got a special guest with us today as Paul is on vacation, and um, we said we were going to keep doing this once a week. We made that announcement last week. And then discovered, or I realized, I'm like, oh, shoot, Paul's not here this week. And I don't want to have an HC conversation by myself, because that wouldn't be much of a conversation. So I'm here with the one and only Carrie Henning. Carrie, would you tell us one interesting thing about yourself? I really, really like turtles. (laughs) This is true. She does really like turtles. So if you want to get Carrie a gift, buy her some turtle paraphernalia. <laughs> I don't know if that's the right term or not. Um, Carrie's jumping in on the conversation today. Uh, and we were kind of joking before she's like, I'm not good at this. I'm like, Carrie, we're just talking. Let's just have a, like, we have conversations all the time. Um, Carrie is a part of our team here at hope community. Uh, we love her for that. She's awesome. She brings such insight and value to our team. So I know you're going to enjoy having her on today. Uh, but she's like, I don't know what to do. I'm like, we're, we're just talking. We're just, we're just having a conversation. And I told her, she's like, but I'm not good at talking and the whole podcasting thing. I said, Carrie, you have to talk because I can, I can just talk and talk and talk. And if I do that, someone out there is going to be like, you see, there's Phil. He's look at that the typical guy just mansplaining right now. Cause I'm not letting Carrie talk. And if there's one thing I hate, <laughs> it's, it's mansplaining. It's not true. I just like to talk and Carrie's like, I don't know if I want to. So we're going to see what happens. And we kind of made a joke too. It was like, yes, cause women are not permitted to talk in the church. Er, um, we are not serious about that, by the way. Uh, <laughs> that's a good, that's a good pot. I'm going to write that one down. It's a good podcast conversation for someday to talk about. Hmm. What is uh, the role of, of women in ministry and in the church? Um, <laughs> We, we happen to have an opinion here that would probably not make a whole lot of people so happy. Or, well, some very, I don't know. It might make some people happy, but mm-hmm. it goes against the grain of most of what we'd probably been taught um, growing up. Oh, yeah, absolutely. For sure. <laughs> like, like, guys, we can't just rip things out of their cultural context. Thank you. Okay, so that's a different topic. <laughs> <laughs> I was ready to dive in. You're ready to dive in. But we got other things to dive into today. Um, you know, Carrie... <laughs> you you became part of of our team here, right? Yes. Yep. And that that was a that's a that's a whole story of mm-hmm. oh gosh, it's been how many years now? So twenty fifteen. It, it is five over years. five years because it was like fall of twenty fifteen. Yep. Actually, it was August thirtieth, two thousand fifteen. You always remember the exact date, which I think is just weird. Well, it was <laughs> August thirtieth. It's my birthday. So I, that's the well, first time I visited the church where you and Paul were currently attending. Yeah. Okay. So you visited the church we were attending and little did you know that God was doing something and Paul and I like, Hey, we're going to go and start a church. And then we were, we, we met you. Well, Paul already knew you a little bit like through your families. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not, however. And I was like, Hey, we're going to start a church. Want to come with us? <laughs> I said, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And we've not let you go since then. You've been like, no, what would happen? I have tried. I have tried. So that's kind of how it happened, which is interesting because this just came to my mind and this is going to play into what we're talking about. You visited the church on August 30th of 2015. Yes. Correct. Okay. My son Braxton was born. Obviously he was born. (laughs) 
<laughs> Obviously, that's how that's how that's how mm-hmm. kids get here. If you, in case you didn't know, sorry to break that news to anybody. Uh, but he was born on August twentieth mm-hmm. of that same year. Okay. And I'm pretty sure it was a Thursday. So that next Sunday, we obviously weren't at church, uh-huh. which would have been, let's see, the, uh, the 21st, 20th, 23rd. Yeah. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. obviously I can subtract 30 from whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the very first week we were back was the first week that you were there, Carrie. And like our paths cross. So here is my question. And this is going to lead us into, I mean, just think about what are the chances? What are the chances? That, my first Sunday back, if it had been a week earlier, I wouldn't have been there. And maybe you, maybe you wouldn't have visited again. What are the chances that the week you visit was my first time back and that our paths crossed and that mm-hmm. Paul was there too mm-hmm. and that it led to this thing where we said, hey, come do this church thing with us. And it all flowed together. So was that God's sovereign will? Well, it was, there was definitely some divine intervention. (laughs) (laughs) All joking aside, that's what we're talking about for a few minutes. Mm -hmm. Uh, This idea of God's sovereignty. um, So basically, you know, the, the, I guess it depends on how you would define sovereignty. How would you define sovereignty, Carrie? Um, put you on the spot you know how, how you like that you didn't know that was coming i did not know that was coming i'm trying to find the text that, that you had sent to me i was th- i was thinking like i need to pull up phil's text you 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 define <laughs> sovereignty and i'll, and I'll um, work on it well like i guess when i think of sovereign like i like this is gonna be funny um like i think of um like back in midi- medieval times <laughs> uh where someone is sovereign over over a specific area where they have, um, where they have laws and they have control over what happens there, but not every little detail is worked out. Okay. Okay. So dictionary, by the way, if you just Google sovereignty, yeah. it, here's here's the noun. It means supreme power or authority. Um, a self-governing state, the authority of a state to govern itself or another state. So basically, uh, power and authority. When you ask me the question, how would you define sovereignty? I was like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Let me think about it. And then I'd say, I'd say ultimate power or authority. Oh, goodness. Oh, good for you. Yeah, thanks. Um, as in, God can do whatever he wants. No one is pulling his strings. He's not dependent upon anyone or anything. Mm-hmm. He's sovereign. Uh, so the question wh- when it comes to this idea of sovereignty, though, okay, God is sovereign. He can, he can do whatever he wants. Yes. But does that mean that he is meticulously calling all the shots and pulling every string of like everything that happens in the universe. Cause there are some, there are certain uh, uh, perspectives within Christianity that would say, yes, he absolutely mm-hmm. is everything that happens. Like God is orchestrating that. Mm-hmm. There are others who would say, whoa, 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 pump the brakes <laughs> that human beings have been uh, created with, with free will and we have agency and we can affect things. And, mm-hmm. um, there are natural, there are things that just naturally progress in the world through, you know, human decision or science, you know, like weather and all this other stuff, whereas God mm-hmm. actually like controlling all of that. Uh, Cause that's a definition of sovereignty that, okay, God is actually pulling all the strings uh-huh. that I think goes far beyond what scripture actually lays out as God's sovereignty. I would definitely agree with that. I, I am not in the camp that 
every single thing that we do is orchestrated by the Lord. I am not of the belief that every single thing that happens on earth is orchestrated orchestrated Carrie spent like four years uh, in in the south and sometimes it comes out every now and then you get orchestrated it's a little unfortunate (laughs) four years in Georgia right yes Georgia Georgia Um, you were saying yeah I, I don't believe that every little thing that happens is the will of God I think that there it's a net things happen naturally you know like just when my my brother and sister-in-law they adopted two kids and when Connor the oldest was ten, uh, 10 months old that's when they first started doing respite care they weren't allowed to discipline him in the normal ways because he was still in foster care so it was I don't it was not their will that he would fall off the couch <laughs> but that like the natural course of of his actions led to that are you sure I'm pretty sure <laughs> like I always leave a margin for error so like 97.9 percent yeah sure. so as you're having this conversation I'm like I'm, I'm watching you I'm like I could just like throw something at you right now I could choose to do that but then I'm like, or could I? Do I just think that I could choose to do that? Do For I have minute, the illusion I was like, of free wait, will? Did I, why would you throw something at me right now? Do I need a reason? I have a reason when I throw things at you. Yeah, that's usually because I'm annoying you. I think this is, this is important, though, because one of the things we like to talk about on this podcast is some of the issues that people have with faith or like some of the, the hurdles and the roadblocks. And I... Th- my personal opinion, and there are people that come down on all kinds of different sides of this conversation, but my opinion is, and you know, this is not like just a, because I feel like it. I mean, I've, I've talked to people at, like that. This is this is a roadblock for them. That wow, the sun is really bright right there. I'm glowing. <laughs> Stay out of that. It's reflecting <laughs> off the table. Um, that one of the, the things that keeps people from faith, or one of the objections, is when we run far in that direction of. God is controlling everything mm-hmm. um, because then you've got to look at the like, okay, what about all of the bad stuff that happens? So you're saying God is controlling that and, and it, to have consistency in the worldview of like complete sovereignty of, of God um, sovereignty in the sense that not that God is not being controlled by anything else and he can do whatever mm-hmm. he wants, but sovereignty in the sense that God is pulling all the strings. Yes. Um, to have consistency in that, well, you have to say, well, then yes, like even terrible things. Mm-hmm. Um, God is, is cause like to an extreme on an extreme view. Someone would say he's causing that to happen. Um, on a lesser extreme view, some would say, well, he's allowing that to happen. It's gotta, it's gotta pass through him first or pass through his hands, mm-hmm. even if he's not the direct cause of it. Um, and that causes some issues within a larger theological construct then of like well okay if god is the the cause of all of this like then what do you do with all of the other passages that point to a a character of god that would not support that Mm -hmm. um this is going to sound harsh and i don't want it to sound harsh but a lot of times then it comes down to 
I feel like the easy answer that's given is like, well, wait, you're saying God caused this? And, and, and you go, well, yeah, I'm saying that God allowed that bad thing to happen or caused that bad thing to mm-hmm. happen. And then I ask the question, well, why? Why would he do that? And so often the answer is some version of, well, we just got to trust God. We've just got to trust <laughs> his, it's part of his plan. And we as humans, we just can't understand that. Yeah. And I mean, this might be digging a little bit into my own story. Like I, I am again, leaving a margin for error, like (laughs) 98.7% sure that cancer was not a part of God's original plan. Suicide is not a part of God's original plan. Like those, that is something from my own personal story that is kind of sparking these conversations with my family. And I, I am very sure that those things are not part of God's original plan for us. Mm-hmm. 100%. And, and like for me, whenever someone, like when I hear that, of like, well, it's just part of God's plan. Um, and, and we just, we, we, we don't know, but we just got to trust God's plan. I'm just like, that's not good enough. <laughs> like yeah. that's not a good enough yeah. answer for me. Um, and, and not saying that we have answers for everything, but again, Okay, like you were just saying, that's that's not that's inconsistent with uh, the nature of God and mm-hmm. the nature of the world that we live in. Yeah. To go back to the, uh, you know, the first couple of pages of Genesis, which end up laying the the foundation for the entire biblical story and how, um, as a follower of Jesus, how we would understand the world and how we would understand what Jesus came to do. You have this picture of a world that is. Like God's plan was, it is good, it is beautiful, it is for human flourishing, and humanity has a choice. Mm-hmm. Like from the very beginning, there's the picture of choice between, um, you know, is it? See, this is this is this is why it's ridiculous because we get into these conversations <laughs> of is it an actual fruit or not? What kind of fruit was it? You know, when Adam and Eve, like were Adam and Eve actual people? Or were they? physical people? Were they archetypal people? Were they representative (laughs) of humanity? It's like, those are interesting things to talk about. But when we do that, we miss the point of the story. (laughs) I kind of really don't care if it was an apple or an orange. I mean, given the geographic location, it probably wasn't an apple. Probably not. It was probably a pomegranate. Yeah, Maybe a fig. Ooh. I like figs. Actually, I don't know that I've ever actually had a fig. I like fig Newtons. <laughs> <laughs> Real figs are, fresh figs are very good, but fig Newtons are better. This is not going to surprise you or anybody that actually know, listens to this podcast and knows Paul. <laughs> but Paul planted a fig. They're not really trees. It's like a bush, at least in our mm. climate. He planted a fig fig bush tree at the, the, the last church that we were at, and it's like in this little courtyard, and he would pick figs from it. And so I, if it's still there, you can go pick some fresh figs. <laughs> Actually, it was from Paul that I had a fresh fig. <laughs> there you go, see? And again, anybody who knows Paul, no, nobody is surprised by the fact yeah. that, of course you would plant a fig tree <laughs> and bring fe- I mean, fresh, why wouldn't you? fresh figs to people. Fresh figs is hard to say. <laughs> okay, so anyway, but the, the, the point is, I'm just like, if, if I had to choose, I'd probably say, I don't know, it probably wasn't an actual tree with actual fruit but it's like that's not the point yeah the point is humanity is given the choice and this is it's not the choice between are you going to do what god says or not because that that turns the whole story into just following rules it's are you going to 
are you going to choose to live in God's wisdom or not? Because it's the knowledge of good and evil, and it's mm-hmm. reflective of, of humanity's calling to be image bearers of God and to rule and to reign in his image, in his goodness. The choice is, will you operate and rule and reign in the image of God as his image bearers and representatives to the, the created world, or will you choose to do that on your own? And if you don't have that choice at the very beginning, <laughs> the rest of the story, the rest of the narrative, it falls apart. And you got to go and say, wait a minute, did Adam and Eve really have a choice then? Mm-hmm. Well, some a question that was posed to me within the last the last three weeks was, okay, if if I believe that um, that God is not pulling all of the strings, like every little thing is orchestrated, then was Jesus a backup plan? That's a very good question. And see, now you're 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 venturing into like there's there's sovereignty in terms of God controlling everything. Mm-hmm. But then there's also uh, God's omnipotence, that he knows everything. And so, like, we, we can't comprehend infinity, like, time, like, infinity past. Don't you mean infinity and beyond? Infin- yes, to infinity and beyond. But it's like, okay, so before anything was ever created or ordered or however you view all mm-hmm. of that, well, then God knew <laughs> that humanity was going to blow it and make the wrong choice. Yeah. And he knew to address that, that he ultimately, he himself would have to be the one to address that because humanity never could address that. And so it's like, well, can it be a backup plan if it was known from the beginning? Or was it always the primary plan and God in his love created the world and humanity anyway, knowing that that was the route that it would go? So I would say, no, I don't think it was a backup plan. I think it was always the primary plan. Mm -hmm. It always was. I want you guys to choose the right thing, but I know you're not going to. So from the beginning, here's my plan. <laughs> like, and I am all about like opportunities, giving mm-hmm. opportunities to, you know, giving people the opportunities to make better or wise choices. You know, like going back to my nephew, giving him the opportunity to not fall off the couch. <laughs> hey, I I tell Braxton all the time, don't jump on the couch, <laughs> and that is why. Yes. Whenever you fall off and smack your face off of something and you're crying, I go, that's why you shouldn't jump yes. on the couch. But yes, I I agree. Like I think that humanity was given the opportunity to make the wise choices, to trust and live in the perfect world that was Eden. But it was known from the beginning that we would mm-hmm. not choose that. So you you just made me think of something that we're talking about Jesus now because mm-hmm. that's what we do here. We talk about Jesus. There is. <laughs> So as, as it relates to God's sovereignty, so then I would say, though, that that there is sovereignty and, like, God is, like, absolutely has laid out, we'll say, mm-hmm. um, certain mile markers or, like, milestones in this narrative that we call history. Yes. So, yes. like— Jesus coming to to die on the cross as uh, the payment for for not just like personal sin but also the effects of sin and evil and renew all things mm-hmm. and bring about the restoration of all things and new creation everywhere that history is going like that that's set in stone like that was all like that's going to happen and nothing changes that 
but the details of, okay, well, what's in between all of there? And what is humanity's role in all of that? See, that's where I think, okay, well, there's free will there. Like, mm-hmm. there's, at the end of the day, God's like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm coming to take care of this. I'm sending my son. I'm going to renew all things. Like, that's going to happen. But how that plays out in terms of, like, individuals' lives and how we experience the world on a day-to-day basis, um, <clears throat> there's freedom there. And this... It, it, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where I'm going yet. <laughs> this is how this, this podcast goes. They're like, it's, it's like I have the freedom to make a whole bunch of decisions. Like humanity, as a broad scope, we have the freedom to make a whole bunch of decisions. And I believe that God can work within whatever decision that we make or where we go to say, okay, well, here's ultimately where history is going. Mm-hmm. And that's different than saying, you don't have the ability to ch- really choose what you're doing or what how what's happening in the world. Um, like that's just not true. I agree with that assessment. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 I know it's, it's like we're having a conversation right now. And we both pretty much agree, so it's, that's probably not the honestly the most uh, intellectually honest thing to do. <laughs> um, we got to work with what we got. It is now. Listen, I will say that, and and here's where we get into to trouble. Here's what I, I was going to say. So the but let's let's put a different word on it. So the the, the idea of like sovereignty and, and God kind of pulling the strings that's oftentimes found in very very what's called reformed theology mm-hmm. or um, uh, Calvinistic kind of uh, a theology that uh, is very much like God is completely sovereign. Humans are completely and totally utterly depraved, <laughs> not one shred of good. Uh, and then when you get into like relationship with God kind of stuff, that humans can't discover God on their own. It ha- that, that's his sovereign saving mm-hmm. grace. So then God chooses who he's going to save, which then it's like, wait, 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 wait. So that means he's choosing people who aren't. And that opens up a whole issue of like, what? That's not consistent with the nature of God. So like that, th- that kind of idea, that kind of theological framework, there are verses that back that up. And so like there, there are things that you can go mm-hmm. to and there are things that you can read and say, well, see, here it is. It's right here. It is right here. But then on the other side of things, it's like, no, there is free will. And Carrie's phone's ringing. You're allowed to look at it. It's okay. Sorry. I don't know who this person is, so I'm just going to... Ignore. I thought you were going to answer a phone call on the podcast. Um, well, that would just be ridiculous. <laughs> it would. So, like, and the other side, you know, there's there's free will, and God is not, like, pulling all the strings. And while he may be able to see into the future and know all the outcomes, he doesn't. he's not necessarily forcing like decisions and that broadly a lot of times is is referred to as like arminianism um mm-hmm. and there are verses that support that view but this is what we do all the time when it comes to the bible or scripture or faith is we want to make things black and white where there's a lot of gray yes yes I mean, <laughs> and the things that we want to make black and white are are the secondary and tertiary issues of the Ooh, gospel. Tertiary. I finally know how to pronounce that word, Phil. Be it's proud. It's just a funny word. <laughs> I, I think about like <laughs> what your mouth has to do to say tertiary. <laughs> it's like all back here, tertiary. I think that would be a really hard word to say if you have a lisp. Okay. <laughs> okay, anyway, secondary, tertiary issues. Yeah. You, you, oh, that, that, that was that, it. That, that was, was it. it. But, that was it. it Followers of Jesus, like we have to be much more comfortable at living in the tension mm-hmm. of, of honestly, like looking at it's like, like, okay, 
the biblical authors, none of them had in their mind over anything concerned with our, you know, uh, you know re- reformed or not, Calvinistic, Arminian, like that wasn't what they were trying to do. <laughs> That's not what they were trying to yeah. do. It's like, well, no, like you can hold this tension at the same time that God is sovereign and like history is moving somewhere and he does have a plan. But at the same time, we are free agents in this world. And like to try to hold those things in tension, we, we try to eliminate that tension. Mm-hmm. And whenever we try to eliminate that tension, we end up um, removing a part of like who God is. And that is so sad because we, I mean, a lot of us are so uncomfortable with the mystery of Jesus, with the mystery of the gospel. There is an element of that. It's not, it's not bad. Mm-hmm. It's, it's actually a very beautiful thing yeah. to continue to explore the mystery of God. And when we try to make everything black and white, we miss out on this beautiful experience yep. of being a follower of Jesus. Yep. It's interesting. So much of this comes back. This whole idea and this kind of divide and emphasis on the sovereignty of God and all of that. Those conversations and debates really didn't start until the Protestant Reformation. <laughs> Good old Luther. Like, I mean, and so we're talking about like 500-ish years yeah. Of, yeah. of church history like at that time, forgetting the fact that there were 1,500 years of the church before or that mm-hmm. where this wasn't this was a non-issue that, yeah it was it, it, <sighs> not that it's not see i think some people will hear us talking about this and say, so you're saying it's not important no of course it's important like mm-hmm. you should know why you believe the things that you believe but also be willing to hold things in an open hand you know you talk about the primary the secondary kind of issues um you know yeah. the primary things it's okay, it's Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> like that is like yep. the primary thing. Um, and, and other things we hold with an open hand and go, okay, like this is fun to talk about and it's important, but this isn't the be all end all kind of, kind of issue. Um, yeah. And with that, I think the Protestant Reformation was incredible. I think it was great. I think it broke from, you know, the, the, the church had become very much um, systematized and, uh, empty religion and I mean it was all about you know doing these different things and the reformers were like no like let's get back to the bible not these man-made traditions and that was great just thinking about indulgences yeah indulgences yes (laughs) um but I feel like in so much of our modern especially western uh Mm -hmm. protestant christianity we are more tied to and committed to the idea ideas of the reformation than we necessarily are to the ideas of scripture (laughs) (laughs) that is very true like we see that in in all of our americanized church traditions Mm -hmm. i mean even how we do things Mm -hmm. it's all it's it's very much intellectual yeah like we center everything around what's the main point of the church service it's the sermon it's the teaching of the word and that's important like Mm -hmm. like sermons are important but I'm like, that's again, that is a that is a reformation idea that wasn't always the the idea of fifteen hundred years of church history. That's that wasn't what the, the, the early church in the first century was centered on. Mm-hmm. Yes, there was teaching, but there was like they just did life together. They followed Jesus together. Like their service centered around communion. Yeah. <laughs> around a shared meal of remembrance. It was a more experiential kind of thing. And I think we need to get back to a lot of that and not make it so intellectual. Now, 
intellect is important because you can run too far in the other direction mm-hmm. and just be like, it's all about the spirit. <laughs> it's like, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> can't just like, you've got to be grounded in something. Um, we're kind of getting off topic, but I guess this whole roundabout discussion talking mm-hmm. about the will of God, I would say this and let me know if you want to add anything. Okay. Cause I feel like you do. You're like, nah, do I? <laughs> we'll see. Be okay with the tension. Like trust that absolutely God is perfectly in control and he is perfectly sovereign and there is nobody that is controlling God and he can, he can do whatever he wants to do. But at the same time, humans have free will um, and we have choices to make. And just because God can do something doesn't mean that he will do something. And whenever we put that pressure on God, it's like, well, he can do something and he can control this and he is sovereign. Mm-hmm. That sets us up for a lot of heartache and a lot of questions of like, why did God do that? Why did God let that happen? Why did God cause that? Uh, why didn't God answer my prayers? Um, and it's like, okay, we've got to be okay with that tension. <laughs> You're right. I have a lot of feelings about that. <laughs> Carrie's <laughs> feeling all the feels. How did you know? <laughs> Just got this I feeling. I know you, Carrie. <laughs> like, and... Yeah, like in my in my own story, like we, that is something that my family has fought through. That's something I have, I have wrestled with. Like, and I have said for a long time, like I know God can answer prayers, but I don't think He always will. And that's that is a hard reality to come to. That is a, it's an it's kind of an uncomfortable place to be. However. On the other side, it's fairly freeing in that, okay, God does, God is a God who sees. God is a God who hears. He is the, I think, El Royi, you know, going back to the Hagar passage. Sorry. That's, that's one that I've been holding on to recently. There you go. There you Um, go. Carrie's busting out some Hebrew. (laughs) That is the only Hebrew I know. Yeah. I don't know like hardly any. Um, Um, but he is the God who sees. He sees. He has compassion. He he knows what we are experiencing. But I also believe in God's wisdom that he, um, I'm trying to figure out how to phrase this, um, that like there there is an end goal and an end place of where we will be. And... You know, we also live in a sinful world. Cancer, I believe, is a result of sin. Yeah. Untimely death is a result of sin. This is not a reflection of God's lack of power, although it is a reflection of our souls. I think I should be done. No, that's that's good. That's really good. So, no matter where you're at with that whole conversation, be encouraged that God is in control. It just may not always look the way that we think it will. Um, but yet God is not controlling. You have free will. <laughs> and I, I do find, like, I guess this will be my closing thought on this Carrie topic. just keeps going. <laughs> Sorry. It's like, How far in are you? <laughs> Go ahead. Um, I, I believe, I firmly believe that God is a God who answers prayer. But so many times it's not going to look like how we think it should. Many times like probably 
you know, pulling out my, my percentages here. Oh boy. This like, is not disclaimer. This is not scientific <laughs> at all. No, like, I don't know, maybe 91% of prayers that we pray will not be answered in the way that we think they should. Don't. I don't, don't know hold why on to that number. Don't hold on to that percentage. You know, and, and just the whole idea, too, of, of God answering prayer, and this engages with the sovereignty of God aspect. Um, I, I want to be careful how I phrase this. I think when we expect God to answer prayer, we expect direct intervention. <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, whereas, like, maybe he answers prayer but it's in a way that's not direct intervention. Like just, like just as the example of if you're, I mean, cause the most easy and obvious example is like something medically related, mm-hmm. praying for someone to get better. I'm not uh, across the board. Cause sometimes there are stories of people that medically it's like they should not have gotten better and they did. Yeah. But the majority of the time when we say, well, God answered that prayer, this person got better. And it's like, I, I agree that the answer to that is yes. But the mechanics of how that happened is where this question, like, okay, are we talking about God's sovereignty here, that he's up in heaven, like, so we'll make this person better? Mm-hmm. Um, or are we talking about, well, the way that God set the world up in the gifting and things and in, in the mind that he gave humans that we've developed, um, you know, because through science and medicine that we have the ability to treat things now and the way that the human body has been created, that it, it has a way of self-healing and doing those things. And so it's like, I prayed and this person was healed, so God answered prayer. I would say, well, yes, but what do you mean by that? Mm-hmm. Um, and w- which, which then is, it's a different, then it brings in the perspective when it seems like, well, God didn't answer my prayer, and it's like, well, maybe, but what do you mean by that? And, and how are we viewing, when there's something, when there's something that we really want, and we think that we're in the right and God should answer that prayer, we all become Calvinists. <laughs> I, I don't know how to say it other than that. Like when yeah. there's something we really want, it's like, well, I want God to directly intervene, but that's not how we actually live our lives. Yeah. Regardless of what your theological position is, whether, you know, sovereignty or not, whatever, however you see that we all live our lives every day as if we have free will. Yes. Yes. We, every single day we are all living as if I have decisions to make and I'm making mm-hmm. decisions and I'm going about, about my day. Um, and so like practically speaking, we live that way. But when it comes to something, we really feel like, well, this is right and good and just now all of a sudden it's like, well, God, I know you can intervene. So do it. Um, and it's back to that idea of, okay, we live in this tension. Don't try to resolve the tension, Mm -hmm. like hold it in place and, 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 and balance both of those things. So much of, of like Christian faith and following Jesus is found in that tension never in the resolve things. Yeah. And I actually just had a thought. <laughs> you, you keep saying this is your, this is your third last thought. <laughs> well, you keep saying things that bring things up and I'm like, Oh, I have another thought. See, and you said you weren't going to have anything to say in this podcast. <laughs> I could choose to throw something at you. You could. Although I'm looking at the things that, well, okay, that wouldn't hurt. But most of the things, I see a coffee mug, a water bottle, and a microphone. I don't want any of those thrown at me. They would all I, hurt. Yeah, I'd, I would rather keep my mug not in pieces. Anyway, um, I have a thought on that. And, like, this kind of relates back to the will of God um, as well. Like, in my, in my own experience, and uh, I wrote in a journal, I don't know, like, 
I used one page out of this journal. <laughs> um, Isn't that fun? Like, I'm going to start journaling. I get a journal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I do it once. Well, it was, it was important. But going back to my journey through depression, anxiety, and grief, like going through those things, I, I wrote on this one page, like, God, please take this cup from me. Like, this is too heavy. I cannot, I can't do this. I, please take this cup. Like, I was asking him to just, well, take the cup. Like, I, get it away I'm from me. I'm done with it. I'm yes, done. I, I'm done. Like, if you could just. You can have this now, thanks. Yeah. Um, and what I really wanted was him to be like, okay, um, depression, anxiety, grief, gone, resolved, you are good to go. Live life normally. Um, but what I realized three years later that God's will was for me to be in community. And those things will work itself out in that context. And it just took me a while to get there. And a lot of times, I think that's how our prayers are answered, going back to what you were talking about. Mm-hmm. Like it's within, for me, it was within the context of community that those things would be would begin to heal and resolve. Very good. All right. Well, I think we're going to wrap things up. Yes. I think it's been a good conversation. Um, I encourage you, no matter who you are, uh, if you're a follower of Jesus, trust God. Uh, but know and know that he's in control, but um, that doesn't mean that you live your life with your hands off the steering wheel. <laughs> this is not Jesus, take, take the, the wheel. wheel. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, if, you, if you're someone that's wrestling with this or have questions about this and, and the whole, like, I don't know how God could, like, understand that maybe whatever thing you've been told about God is probably just one side or of, of two or one side of many, that there is this tension, um, but to lean in and know that we get the best and clearest, most complete picture of who God is in the person of Jesus. He is the perfect revelation of God. Um, so be encouraged by that. Uh, thanks for tuning in today. Sorry that for like the last half of the podcast, my face has been glowing like an angel because um, of this window over here. I should have pulled the blind down before we started, but it was too late. Um <laughs> Do me a favor, and if you haven't already, um, like, comment, subscribe on our YouTube channel where you're watching this, or if you're in uh, listening uh, in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, if you would leave us a rating and review, that helps us get the word out, and we will be back next week. Goodbye.